What's up, you guys, and welcome back to Free 90s. This is episode 11. We are 11 days into the season so far. Most teams have played 10 games. Ryan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, not too shabby, Michael. Uh, I got the next two days off of work, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and, uh, and yeah. Not, I mean, I'm just excited baseball season is back. Uh, my Cardinals are looking decent. So far, could be better. Kind of underwhelming. Um, like I'm, I'm not seeing as much as I would like to from them. Well, it's it's very early, so they'll. Tur- yeah, they'll- it's just the pitching that's worrying me with them. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, but on, on that note, Ryan, who's your most surprising team so far in 2021? You can give a good surprise and a bad surprise. Okay, so I'm gonna. I actually picked two teams. Um, one one who's on the good on the good side, and one who's shouldn't be on the bad side, but is somehow. Sure. Uh, I'll start with my bad side first, and I actually have the uh, um, Atlanta Braves. Um, you know, it's you with the Braves. You're kind of seeing this, their same old problems. They got the hitting, but man, their pitching is really letting them down. However, the first three games, though, their hitting was letting them down. My God, it took them about four, probably four games to get hot. Um, but I mean, still, the Braves, the, the Braves should be doing better. They will do better. But um, yeah, I would, I was just not expecting this slow of a start from them. And uh, speaking of the of the Braves and losses, uh, that was an absolute bullshit call last night. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, it was a was it top of the ninth. I think it was top yeah. of the ninth. Um, I forgot who hit the the uh, fly ball, but Didi Gregorius. Yeah, thank you, Didi Gregorius. Uh, hit a fly ball to left field to Marcelo Zuna, who honestly, I thought he had a much better arm, but I guess not. I mean, that was a pretty bad throw for him. Um, but uh, pretty much what happened is that Alec Bohm tagged up, and then there was a play, bang bang play at the plate, Bohm. Uh, slides in and the umpire calls him safe and uh, the Braves are like, are you kidding me? There's no no shot. And then they go to uh, they go to replay and you can clearly see Bohm never ever touched home plate. So the Braves were walking off the field and they were like, okay, well uh, we got three outs and uh, we're let's go win this in the ninth. And then uh, the umpires come back from the replay and they still call him safe. And then I honestly thought Snicker was going to get tossed. Because <laughs> I mean, he had a hilarious reaction, but I mean, I would be more irate because, like, that's a huge. That's this could potentially be a huge game, and that and this could easily come down to one in the last week, and like, this game could determine whether or not the Braves, you know, make the playoff spot, make a playoffs, or or not make the playoffs, and the Braves got robbed. Um, I mean, well, what's your take on it, Michael? I mean, I I think you would you would agree with me in saying that was just complete bullshit. Well, with, with Snicker, yeah, he, he he can't get mad at the umpires on the field, though, because it's not their call. Whoever was making that call in, in New York is the problem, and I don't know what they saw. I I, I watched uh, John Boy's video this morning on YouTube because he posted a, a, you know his little take on it, and uh, he showed three camera angles, and there wasn't one that – there was okay. There was one that made it look like possibly, but then there was another camera angle that showed. Oh no, his foot was actually like four or five inches away from home plate. Like there was no angle out of those three that I saw from 
John Boy where he was he could have been called safe. And I, I, there's no explanation for it. There's literally no explanation unless Angel Hernandez was was the umpire in New York making the call. I don't know what happened. I, I could not tell you what happened. So you bring up that snicker. Uh, you obviously can't, he couldn't get mad at the umpires. You're like, well, yeah, he can. Honestly, the home plate umpire was right there. I, and like, if you if you looked at his angle for what he saw, I'm I'm assuming he wasn't even looking at Bowman's foot. I'm sure he was trying to look for the tag, but I mean, that's a huge miss. And um, I, I think that's why Snicker was more upset. I mean, I think the fact that they missed that they missed that call, and like I said, this could easily come back to haunt them in, in, uh, later in the season. Um, but I mean, obviously, nothing they can do about it, right? Nothing they can do about it now. Um, well, I mean, something um, that we know about with baseball is that the ball doesn't lie. I don't think this is going to really one game isn't going to make or break the Brave season, and I'm, I'm just I still saying, think they're going to win a division. I, I don't oh, think it's going to be that. Yeah, I still I'm think it's not going to be close. I'm just saying it could. It could. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, this is just one case of how this is, what is this like the second, is this the second like terrible replay call that we've had already this season? What um, was the first? Um, the uh, Conforto hit by pitch? No, that that's not reviewable. Oh, well then there you go. So we'll still. This is the first really, it was the first really bad like reviewable call. But I think there's a whole conversation we could have about why. So uh, to put in perspective real quick, the Mets had, um, it was bases loaded um, in the bottom half of their inning. And basically, Michael Conforto leaned into a pitch, got the hit by pitch, and they won the game because of that. They, was the, pitch was also, pitch. the pitch was also in the strike zone. <laughs> yeah, so that's the problem. The problem was that literally the umpire was going to call it a strike as well he went i don't know if you saw the the replay but he went back pulled his arm back like he was gonna ring him up and they changed his mind said no it hit him it hit him so he made a huge mistake he actually admitted that he made a huge mistake um after the game he said yeah i that's on me i uh i should have rung him up that pitcher's in the strike zone um the issue is is that it's not a reviewable call which at this point in baseball why isn't everything reviewable? I, like, what's the what? Are, what's the problem? Like, that's what I don't get with like football. Even too, football could should have every play reviewable. I don't know why they don't. It's like you have the technology to do everything now. You could literally make the game as close to perfection as possible. You know, and so what's the issue here? Why would you not want the best results? You know, from your teams. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I'm. Mean, I, I would love to see. It full and complete replay yeah you th- see the thing is i mean the only argument like, that's not even an argument because w- i'm on the complete opposite side of it but i think it just be- it's just because of the speed of the game it would slow the game down and then like you know if they replay everything then you know that would be it'd be quite a uh quite a long day for all the fans and even the players but i mean I yeah, don't know. I, mean, I, it, I I don't think that there's that many plays I mean, in a I game mean, that I mean, are reviewable, though. That's the thing. I know, but I'm just saying that's the only that's the only reason why I would think that they're not doing every every play as reviewable. I mean, that's that's like that's just coming off the top of my head. I don't really know what the reason is why, because or why they don't they don't do every play re, um, reviewable. 
But I mean, I don't know. I mean that like these are just these are crucial calls, and you know, yeah, because there's still a limit on how many replays a manager can can do in a game. So there's yeah. that's why I mean, like, it's not going to change the game if it's not going to make the game an hour longer because there's going to be replays every five minutes. No, because there's still that limit, and you lose. Um, you know, you can lose your challenge if you miss one, you know, so it's still that risk. You don't, the managers aren't going to challenge everything, but even in that circumstance, that probably should have been an umpire challenge because he obviously knew he made the mistake and he could have, you know, pulled the umpires together and called a replay and fixed it. Um, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'd like to see a little bit more accessibility to the replay. <sighs> well, um, that, that was, I mean, we've only covered our, our, uh, I mean, that was only my, um, my bad, my most surprising bad start. <laughs> what, what, who is your most, uh, most surprising bad start, Michael? Um, besides the A's, because uh, <laughs> holy cow, what a terrible first week. But I mean, the last few days have been, has been good. The walk-off win against the Dodgers and then taking two of three from the, uh, Astros felt pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a little underwhelmed by a couple of teams. I'm a little underwhelmed by um, the Cardinals so far. Um, their pitching staff just got off to a slow start. I don't, I'm not worrying too much about them. Um, the team that is, I am a little worried about right now is the White Sox. Um, they're just not, I'm not really getting a good feeling from what I've seen so far. Um, you know, Liam Hendricks just blew a save the other night. Um, Lance Lynn did throw a, a complete game and we'll get to that, but, um, just a little underwhelmed so far. I'm waiting to see some more of that White Sox flair. I just, I, I just haven't felt it so far. Um, oh, I'll, I'll get to that later. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, I, I would say my, I'm really the, my good surprise. Um, I'm really liking my angels pick right now. They're looking pretty good. So I'm liking my I, I like how the Angels have started. They're six and three so far, tied for first in the AL West. Um, I'm happy with that pick so far. They're looking pretty solid. Who's your uh, good surprise? So from what from what so ever since we started this t- podcast, I've talked I've talked a lot of shit about the Angels. <laughs> yeah, but they're not my most surprising team. You know why? Because with a lineup like that you should be winning a lot of games. Um, however, um, the, the act, my most surprising team is actually the Boston Red Sox. Whoa. Yeah. Um, really? Well, think, well, think about this. They, they did get swept by the Orioles in the first three games, but then now they've won six straight, including sweeping the Tampa Bay Rays, who are a much better team than them. And the Orioles again. And yep, and the Orioles. Maybe the Orioles oh, three. And it's all thanks to one guy, JD Martinez. Yeah, he really got off to a really good start. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, we we can both agree the Red Sox will not be in contention this year um, unless a miracle happens. Um, but uh, hey, I mean, he could ease. I mean, is he still under contract for, or is he is is he is his contract almost up? I think he still has like two or three more years at least. Okay. He signed a seven-year deal in uh, – did he win the World Series with them in 2018? Yes. So that was the first year he was with them. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so he signed a seven-year deal. He could have opted out after last season, and he didn't. So I think he's got three or four more years. I'm sure Boston Red Sox fans will appreciate the loyalty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Red Sox- yeah, I'm. I, I didn't think that he was going to fall off. I, like I said, he's a perfect example of a guy where 2020 was a fluke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. And uh, I mean, that Reds. I mean, not just him. I mean, they could easily have you know a couple more guys step up and like, hey, they could be a really surprising team this year. I mean. Bogart's it Bogart's still it hasn't reached his full potential. I mean, Devers is playing well. Um, I mean, even Verdugo. Verdugo's playing well for them as well. So hey, like uh, I think we also said that the Red Sox had a pretty pretty solid lineup. Um, it's just their pitching was the concern, and their pitching is has it held pretty well. So we'll see what what how they do the rest of the year. Yeah, they literally have no um, pitching, so that was very surprising for me. I mean, you, you saw the runs they gave up. In every game, it seemed like they were giving up so many runs. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I've got what? some. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I got three guys I want to shout. Uh, I want to shout out after these first few weeks, and there are three surprising names that I did not think that I would be talking about right now. Um, one guy whose whose name popped up to me in spring training because I saw man he was just tearing it up in spring training, and he's carried that over into the season too, and that's Akil Badu on the Detroit Tigers. He is kind of – he's so much fun to watch. The first pitch he sees in the big league game hits a home run. That's just mm-hmm. incredible also. And just the hype that he has running around the bases, pointing to his family, you know. He's just the kind of guy that's so, like, so easy to just love and want to watch him succeed. Um, and wait, then – Wait, Michael, uh, before, before you move on, who, who did the Detroit Tigers play in the, in, in the opener? I didn't see. I don't remember. Wasn't it Cleveland? So he uh, he homered off of not only he homered off a pretty good guy. I don't think he started in the first game. I don't oh, think well, it was. Well, I mean, well, then again, then who's their who's their Indians number two? No, he 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 didn't play until like game four. Never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, okay. No, this mind. was more recent. This was like like the Sunday or Monday into the season. Ah, well then, never mind. Um, then it was just Mickey who who homered off of Bieber. Um, go, sorry, go on. And before I rudely interrupted, um, the next guy is probably the biggest surprise that we've seen in the big league so far. Tyler Naquin with the Cincinnati Reds. Oh my God! <laughs> Leading, tied with the league league in home runs, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but holy cow! I just had to mention his name right now because. It's ridiculous what he's doing. It's, it's I'm having a great time watching him though. And then um, the third guy is uh, Dylan Carlson. Mm. And sure, his batting average is low. I get that. Is this his breakout season though, Ryan? I mean, th- three homers in the first six games. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty good sign. Um, obviously, his strikeouts and the average are a little low. But I mean, hey. I'll t- gladly take that. I mean, especially when he's batting lower toward lower in that lineup. I mean, that's that's going to be he's going to be a really solid pe- going to be a really solid piece. And before we move on to uh, the next piece of news, I'm actually going to shout out one guy who I have to apologize to because um, I, I already call I call him a draft bust. <laughs> oh, and he's actually uh, he <laughs> and he's actually up and he's actually playing extremely well. And I know who you're going to talk about, but go ahead. 
Yeah, he, um, he's on. He's Tyler Naquin's teammate, and it's Jonathan India. Yeah, he's showing up and doing some stuff right now. I'm liking it. Hey, um, sorry, man. I thought you were a bust, but I get. I mean, hey, you got your chance up at the big leagues, and hey, you're doing pretty well. Um, Playing second base at that too, and he just looks like a big leaguer. Yeah, he's got the sleeve on his left arm. I mean, he's he looks he looks like a big leaguer. See, the thing with college with college hitters is that I didn't. I mean, he's probably what 24, 25 now. Mm, probably I mean, twenty four. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with college hitters, I kind of expect them to be up in at least two years. I mean, and he was what two thousand. He was an eighteen draft pick, right? Uh, he, I thought he was. I think he was seventeen. Anyway, was he seventeen? Okay. I think it, it doesn't matter. Good for John of the India. I apologize um, for calling you a draft bus, but hey, keep it up. I mean. Obviously not against the Cardinals, but I mean, keep it up. Um, and then, oh, actually, you want one more because we actually forgot to mention him. The hottest of them all. Oh, you're yeah. Mean Mar- you're mean Mercedes. You're to mean Mercedes. My God. 485 foot nuke. <laughs> that That's was not a, even it. <laughs> well, not just that. He's bat- he, His batting average is ridiculous and he can't seem to get out. Not even that. He started off the season eight for eight. He's st- not even sorry, not even that. He started off his big league career eight for eight. Yeah, I don't I mean, like he he was he started off on a record pace. Uh, it was so crazy to watch. It's just like when when was he gonna stop hitting? I mean, he still isn't, he still hasn't stopped, honestly. I he mean he has the highest batting average in baseball right now. Yeah, and you have to root for the guy. I mean, he's been he's been in the minors for so long. He's 28 years old. I mean, and he's finally made it. And uh, and not to mention he's also on a very very good team, and hey now that Eloy's Eloy's gone down, I mean, they honestly beginning of like spring training they're probably like they were not expecting Yermi Mercedes to be the guy who steps up, and obviously they're going to need more people to step up, including our boy Andrew Vaughn and Zach Collins. Um, but hey, good for your good for Yermi Mercedes. Um, he's probably my the guy I'm rooting for the most out of all these rookies um, due to his long journey that he's had in the minors. All right, buddy. So the next big piece of news that we got to talk about a couple, well, couple, couple little quick things and we'll move into our, our main stuff to talk about, but the all-star game is officially moving to Colorado. That'll be interesting. A lot of, that'll be perfect for the home run derby. Yeah. I was about to say the home run derby better be insane. <laughs> like, I know. We need better... to see tons of bombs. If, well, like, let's see here. If they had Judge, Stanton, um, Pete Alonso, um, Vladdy, Vladdy, yeah, Vladdy, um, give me Matt Olson too. Yeah, but I, yeah, I can see Matt Olson. Um, you could do give me Joey Gallo. Joe, oh my God, Joey Gallo. Um, oh God, who else would be a good a candidate? Harper. I mean, I'd love it. to see Bryce Harper go back. Yeah, I was gonna say Harper wouldn't. I don't know if he'd do it though. Again. He might. He he might do it again. I don't know if he would though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we got. There's a lot of opportunity. How about? Ooh. How about Jordan Alvarez? Oh man, <laughs> he's got some pop. Some. <laughs> but yeah, like that's, that's so. I mean, it's good. That it's it's good they 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 took care of that situation quick and uh, all star games in Colorado. Uh, I'd say let's move on. You, you got anything else you got to say about it? They better. They better, there better be a standing ovation for Trevor's story and Nolan Arenado. <laughs> Seriously. Um, 
One final piece of news real quick. The L.A. Dodgers had their ring ceremony. Did you see those massive rings that they pulled out? Oh, I saw them. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, they they were the best team. Like They still are the best team in baseball. I mean. No doubt. I mean, it's. And they were due, you know, they were due for a World Series, especially when they got robbed in twenty in twenty seventeen. Um, I mean, the Dodgers are—they honestly wouldn't be surprised if they, if they win it again this year. So I don't think we would be surprised if they won it for the next two years. Let's be honest. Yeah, the team is loaded for the future. Yeah. Exactly. Um. All right. Well, let's get into our. Uh, let's talk about the the games in the first the the last week. Uh. First off, we got to talk about Joe Musgrove throwing the first no-hitter in Padres history against the Texas Rangers. That that was incredible. I'm so happy for the Padres. I'm so so happy for Joe Musgrove. A dude from San Diego throwing the first Padre no-hitter. That was just awesome. Yeah, and not just that, not just that. He pretty much supported. He can pretty much confirmed how underrated this move was for the Padres. Oh yeah. Remember in episode two, we were like, "Dude, this is a really good move" because how he's gotten so much better over the years. And I mean, like I said, just to repeat, like his strikeout rate was up eleven um, percent from twenty one percent to thirty three percent last year. His ERA dropped below four um, last year uh, for the first time ever. And like you said, he returned to his hometown team, and he has he's got that new established confidence. And boom, no hitter. Yeah, it'd be even cooler if it was in if it was in San Diego. But I mean, hey, good for Joe Musgrove, good for the Padres. I mean, just look at that Pirates rotation that they would didn't trade anyone. Yeah, you just gotta laugh at it. Yeah, Cole, Musgrove, Glass now. Woo, sell the team. Sell the team. <laughs> um, our next big pitcher performance: Lance Lynn. Big chunky Lance Lynn threw a complete game shutout against the Royals. You know, one of your favorite offenses. Uh, that was awesome because I have him on my uh, in my points league fantasy team, so he filled up the point sheet for me this week. Um, man, you got I love Lance Lynn, and you love him too because he was a he's a former Cardinal. Yeah, and I wish he stayed, but hey, the money called. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, like honestly. I think the what who really needed this was their bullpen because their bullpen has been kind of kind of streaky, I would say. Um, obviously, Hendricks blew the save, but that was last last is it last night it was or two last nights night? ago? Yeah, yeah. So that was this was before this, but I mean, I think it was two nights ago. I think it was Saturday actually. Well, still, Lance either way, it's and th- this was also a, a huge move. Obviously, this is also a huge move that the White Sox needed to make another a, a solid number number two. Yeah, he's the number two. Or unless, or unless it's Keuchel. No, Keuchel's number three. No, Keuchel's, but... Keuchel started game two, so it's it's Lance Lynn for number three. Um, I think um, that, I mean, the, the move, I mean, he's going to throw 210 innings this year. Yep. Yep, exactly. And Tony La Russa's, and, and yeah, <laughs> his former manager, Tony La Russa, <laughs> reunited. Was he, so, he was I there mean, in 2011, huh? Yep. Wow. Yeah, perfect then. I mean, hey. Like you said, the obviously the White Sox were a little little disappointing to you, but dude, they're gonna pick it up. Yeah, like I, I, they're just a, it was just a little bit of a slower start than I was hoping for, uh, just based off the teams they were playing against. But I also think that I mean they obviously played the Angels over that first weekend. I think that goes a lot a long way to say how de- how actually maybe decent the Angels are gonna be this year. 
Um, just a matter mm -hmm. of how their pitching staff turns out. Um, well, we got a couple of Cy former Cy Young Award winners, and well, actually one current one that we got to talk about first. Shane Bieber's is still breaking records. I mean, he's doing ridiculous stuff. He's he has twelve plus strikeouts in his first two starts to start the season again. Uh, he has twenty five Ks right now. Uh, the dude is carving, and he not only is he carving, he carved the Tigers in a blizzard <laughs> on opening day. Like the yep. dude is just crazy, man. Yeah, I mean. He's the second best pitcher in baseball. You can even make the argument he might be the best, but I think DeGrom still has that title. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think he's gotten a win yet because the Indians haven't had much run support for him. Um, however, I mean, like, I think I, t I already told you the story, but Shane Bieber, he just he just dots the corners. He, do he hit, doesn't miss a spot. Yeah, he's not an overpowering pitcher. He is the true like definition of a pitcher where he just hits all of his spots and his stuff is filthy. His curveball, his slider, his fastball, it all plays so well. And man, he's, he's just, you, you, you put the glove up and he's going to hit you right in the glove every time. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it ever since he walked on at UCSB. Yep. And it's paying off, and like and like we said, the Indians are also a very good organization when it comes to producing pitchers. Yep, and they're uh, a pitching factory. Yes, sir. Um, so, we got to move on to a guy that you just mentioned. Actually, we got to talk about Jacob Degrom. Fourteen strikeouts against the Miami Marlins last week, and gets a loss. What is like he he threw eight innings, fourteen strikeouts, which he. That is tied his um, his career high. He's gotten 14 strikeouts four times now. He -hmm. gave up one run on a solo home run to Jazz Chisholm on a 0-2, 100-mile-an-hour fastball at his eyes that he took to right field, which is crazy in its own right. And, and he doesn't get a run of support. Yeah, it's... Uh... Jacob DeGrom might go down as the if if this rate continues he might go down as the unluckiest pitcher in in baseball history. Yeah. Um at least win win wise win wise because he's still putting up his numbers his individual stats are still there. He's just not getting wins for his team and it's not his fault cuz other pitchers on his own team are getting run support. It's just him. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying like, that's that's another reason why he could potentially be the unluckiest pitcher in MLB history. Yeah, and not and it's obviously it's been two games in, and the Mets are still showing that they can't support him. But I mean, it. I'm not going to say it, it. It's just gonna be like, oh, this is going to happen all year because it's the Mets. Like they still have Lindor. They still they still have a high powered offense. McNeil needs to get going. Uh, like the the Grom, I I I'll, I'll support the Mets this time. The Grom will get that run support. It's like if they if they somehow don't, that's just embarrassing and just sad. Um, this might I mean, be the last time we see one of his starts like this because um, I think you should also I think we need to mention in the same right is that Trevor Rogers for the Marlins in that same game dominated the Mets. You know he he had a ridiculous game. 
also. So you could just chop it up to, hey, it was a legit pitching duel. What are you going to do about it? Um, Because I do think that the offense is just so much better. And the run support's coming. It's it's they've made those moves to have to give those players run support. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. You know, in the past, yeah, I'd be worried about it, but uh, I think they're going to be fine going forward. Um, we got we got a couple more pitchers, individual pitchers. We got to talk about uh, Corbin Burns. He's disgusting. disgusting. I I I've never really watched him pitch. Uh, oh, I think I've, maybe I've in the playoffs. I think maybe in the playoffs I've seen him throw a couple of times, but I was watching this first start and another shout out. I feel like we talk talk we shout him out every episode is Ryan Barwachs. He drafted him in I think like the second or third round in our in our league, and then that's when I was like, hey, I got to look in a little bit more into this guy, and um, I ended up taking him in my points draft, and I'm so glad I did because I've never seen a guy who's been able to spot up a 98 mile an hour cutter like you like he's throwing 90 miles an hour and, and spotting it right where he right where he needs it to go um it's it's insane i he he's probably one of the more fun pitchers to watch for me right now one because i have him on my fantasy team but two because my god his stuff is disgusting 97 mile an hour cut he's got a pretty good changeup. He has a disgusting off-speed pitch too. Like, oh my god! Like, I can't get enough of Corbin Burns right now. Oh, I've seen him plenty, and uh, this guy has gotten so much better over the years. I mean, 2018, 2019 weren't great, but then he was a new. He was new to pretty new to the league, and um, last year was kind of his. You know, was a really good year for him. I mean, he had a 2.11 ERA with. 88 Ks and 59 and in two thirds innings. I mean, that just shows you. I mean, this guy's something special and uh, a very real Scion candidate. Oh, you want to hear his his stats? There's first first two starts. Please indulge me. So 12 innings pitched. Obviously, we would like to get for me personally. If he can get that up, like because he's, I mean, if he can get past six innings at like a, you know, I mean. If he can get past six innings, a decent amount of times, he's he'd definitely be up there for Cy Young. Um, however, in twelve and one in a third innings pitch, he's only given up two hits, with one earned run. Uh, given he gave up a bomb to it. Um, I think it was on. I think it was, it, it was someone on the Twins. I know it was on the Cardinals. Um, oh yeah, but, it was uh, the start I was watching. It was uh, might have been Byron Buxton actually. It might have been honestly, but um, he's got twenty Ks already. His average against is a point zero five one. He has the lowest whip in baseball because that, yeah, that point, same number that you just six. said is his. Yeah, his whip is like yeah, it's like you said point one six. It's ridiculous and right zero, now. Zero walks, and he actually even last even last year he had twenty four walks in almost sixty innings pitch, which is not great. But it's not what you're looking for. But I mean, that's probably why he didn't last. He didn't last too long in his starts. Because not only that, it, like walks, pitch count was up, all that stuff. But he, his strikeout, his strikeouts were there. And um, from what we've seen for the for these uh, first two starts, he is uh, he's starting to take command of the strike zone, and hitters are going to suffer for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and unfortunately, he plays in the Cardinals division, which is going to suck. But I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to have you're going to have to get through these obstacles anyway. 
Um, um, so now we got to move on to another current Cy Young winner, Trevor Bauer. You know, his first start, six no-hit innings, and then he gave up four in the seventh. Okay. Against the A's, he did pretty well. I think he got back into the seventh inning, got pulled after Matt Chapman hit a, hit a home run off of him, came out in a winning situation. He came out. They were still winning three to two against the A's. Um, but I'm not really – I don't want to talk too much about his personal performance as much as what happened to him after um, Wednesday's game or during Wednesday's game, I should say, uh, because he had multiple baseballs removed uh, by Major League Baseball to what seems to be checking for a sticky, sticky substance. Um, now, uh, I mean, we could put our little conspiracy theory tinfoil hats on right now. Um, is this suspicious, right? Is that is that kind of uh, what do you what do you got on that? Because I, I kind of feel it's a little bit suspicious that we've only heard about him having baseballs removed, and usually we're, we've got guys that have thrown two or three starts by now. You should hear about other guys by now who um, who have had baseballs removed, and we just haven't heard anything about it. It's just been Trevor Bauer. Um, it's I wouldn't call it um a, I wouldn't really call it a uh. You know, I'm just gonna say it. No, it's not a freaking. It's not a coincidence. It's, <laughs> of course, they're gonna go after Trevor Bauer. Who else would they go after? So you're putting <laughs> on your tinfoil hat. I like it, Ryan. No, it's of course everyone gets so freaking butthurt because people insult you, and he has he he, he has every right to insult the MLB and freaking Robert Manfred. The guy's a piece of shit. But anyways, um, I can go on an absolute rant about Manfred and how he's ruining baseball. But anyways. I mean, he honestly, I think he should have expected it. I think like, he did. I think he was expecting it. I just, it's just so blatantly against him, which is so interesting. It's, of course, he's going to go after him because he's all, he's the guy who's promoted all about all the, all these analytics about spin rate and everything. He, you know, he's the face of driveline. He's the, he's the face of all the pitching analytics pretty much. Yep. And the fact that, and not just that, he has definitely stepped on, MLB and Manfred's toes over social media, which, you know, I love them for it. Like, good. They need to hear it. Cause like, this is it. The fact that if the, if Manfred didn't have the owners, he'd be done. Okay. Um, and it's now my, my, my question is though, did they, did they actually find anything? Because it's been three days and I haven't really heard much, much about it. So the thing that I kind of I saw someone tweet about this. I don't know who. I think it was it might have been John Heyman. Um, I think he had mentioned that they removed the balls to not to punish him for it, but just to find out, like, as more of a research tool to say, like, okay, so this is what the sticky substance is, um, and kind of identifying what it is, what these pitchers are using because whatever Bauer is using is the same thing that multiple other pitchers are using in baseball. Um, Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass so, now. So like did, all these guys. did they, or did they not find anything? Don't know. I don't know if they will. I don't think we'll, I don't know if they'll actually say anything. Well, cause, um, cause, cause that, that changes my, my, oh, my overview on this because what then way? what the MLB is trying to tell Bauer is like, yeah, this is a warning to you. Like if we, if we, if there's anything, 
if we see something that is potentially exploitable that during your pitching performance and that we think that you're tampering with the baseballs enough to consider it cheating, we're going to go after you because you're the guy who's always been the, you, you've been the pain in our side the last couple of years. Sure. You've been the most outspoken of everything. And I, I, I yeah, like, yeah, call me, call me having a tin head on whatever the fuck you want to say. Tinfoil hat. Like you're in like tinfoil hat. Yeah. Conspiracy theorist. Like, no shit. <laughs> of course, they're going to go after fucking Trevor Bauer. Who else would they go after? I mean, it, it's not, I don't think it's really a theory. I think this is, I think this is just fact. Yep. So, and they're asking, they're asking for it, man. Cause you, this is, this is literally them telling, like, okay, Trevor, this is just a warning to you. Like, if we, if we find anything remotely, like, remote, anything remote, Regarding to che- anything remotely, oh god, what's what I'm looking for? Anything that might prove that there's cheating going or cheating in their perspective, they are going to go after you. You have to after you first, I should say, first. So now let me ask I'm you this: gonna... Do you think that there's a well, let's say reverse uh, tinfoil hat? Do you think that Trevor Bauer and MLB are working together? That they want they wanted. Uh, that Trevor Bauer said, I want you to take these baseballs out because it's going to help, um, you know, <laughs> it's going to just put all of these uh, viewers, I guess, and cause a stir, you know, because it's going to help Bauer out. And, you know, well, you can make an argument to help baseball as, too. A stir as in drama? Yeah. Like, do you think well, that they're working we're... together or do you think that? No, because there should have been plenty of drama when the, when the, the MLB didn't fucking fu- didn't fucking suspend all of the Astros players for cheating. Fair point. So what? If they wanted drama, then they should have done that. Um. So no, I don't. I don't agree with that. I just. I mean, I I think it's it's just not. It's not really nonsense. I think obviously MLB has the right to do this, but the fact that they're going after Trevor Bauer, I mean, that's just not surprising to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, one more, I got one more pitching thing I want to ask you about, uh, cause the Phillies pitching, you know, the thing that the, their bullpen specifically, the thing that we've been talking a lot of crap about, it's looking pretty, <laughs> me, it looks pretty, specifically, you Michael. specifically, yeah, it's looking pretty, <laughs> pretty solid. The guys that they've addressed, you know, they, the guy that they've, the guys that they've signed, it's looking pretty decent so far. I know we're 10 games in, I get it. Do you think it's a fluke or do you think there's do you think they're legit or do you think it's somewhere in the middle where it's like they're actually they've obviously gotten better um but how much better? Um no, I I'll admit it. They've gotten better. Yes, I will admit that. It, um do I think I'll tell you what's legit. I'll tell you who's legit. It's the Aaron Noah. I'll tell you he's legit. Science Zach candidate. Wheeler. Zach Wheeler too early to tell for me. Um okay. The rest Zach Eflin fluke um mm, okay uh let's go with hector naris okay when you throw half your pitches are your splitter people are gonna are gonna figure it out <laughs> so i think he's gonna be i think he's a fluke honestly with my luck just watch him go like 100 percent and save opportunities well yeah i mean every a lot of stuff that we've said on this podcast has gone completely against us so Watch now that we've said that he- that you said Hector Neris is uh, a yeah, fluke. I, now no, he's, he's going to go he, on him to win like to have like forty saves this year. 
<laughs> yeah, like you're not saying this, Michael. I'm saying it. I yes. like it's still too it's still too early to tell for me with these guys. Obviously, I mean, I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just not a believer in the Phillies. Um, I mean, hey, they've they're pitching well. They're they have through a good start. Yes, their hitting is good. It's man, it's just their their pitching just screams no to me. And like, I mean, obviously, I love Aaron Nola. That guy's a stud. Zach Wheeler, like I said, too early to tell. Um, but the rest of their starters, I mean, Matt Moore, yikes. Um, <laughs> Here's something fun. I think it was in 2011. MLB.com had Matt Moore as the number one prospect in baseball over Bryce Harper, who was number two, and Mike Trout, who was number three. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so That says uh, it all. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm just going to leave it at this. I'm not a believer in the Phillies. A couple of their guys are legit. The offense is legit. Aaron Nola is legit. Everyone else is either too early, too early to tell for me. Everyone else is a fluke. Okay, I think you'll be. I think you're. Not, <laughs> you, I, hey, you might I, be surprised with my top ten ranking I'll be at the o- end of this. Thing. I will be okay. I'll be okay if I'm if I'm proven wrong because I'm. I like. I like you and I are not like we're not all knowing. These are just predictions. Exactly. Um, I, like I, I have nothing against the Phillies, who I talk a lot of shit about. Same thing about the Angels. I have nothing against them. I fucking love Mike Trout. I love Otani. Our Pujols is my my hero, Your Lord up. and Savior. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. So, it like like I said, these are just our predictions. We are not. We don't. We're not going to know what's going to happen. No one does, unless you, unless you like pull some Back to the Future shit, like uh, like that guy from what was that guy from Back to the Future? He like uh, you know it doesn't matter. I'm too. Biff? I'm. I, I don't even know. You're talking Biff, even... like when he goes back, it gives his younger self the almanac. Exactly. That's thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're not. What's his name? Biff. Biff. Okay. Yeah. See, I haven't seen Back to the Future in years, so I don't know all the freaking, I don't know the freaking characters. We are not like Biff. Sounds like you're due for a uh, a rewatch, there, buddy. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Um. All right, and that's the end of part one of episode eleven. Thanks you guys so much for listening. Uh, please tune into episode episode eleven, part two. That should be uploaded right now. Thanks, you guys.